Don't know why that happened. <laughs> but welcome to the Utopia <laughs> Love Podcast. Uh, I am RJ. I'm with Mike and Andy as usual. Today we are coming at you uh, with 1990s greatest movies. Well, just how you guys feeling today? Just one. 1990s, 1990s movies of greatest the, movies. Of, yeah, how is how do you say that? One nine nine zero nineteen ninety apostrophe s possessive. Okay. Pos- possessive, yes. Yeah. Okay, I, I was really ninety movies. I see. I'm really just nineteen ninety. I'm disoriented by the beginning. Like we need to redo that. Like I was, I was watching that. Was that a DeLorean? That was just driving no, it was by. Not, like, it was not. No, that was like a. Okay. That was a Ford Escort. I was waiting for the drug transaction to occur. Um, like they're driving really slow in the neighborhood. Like they were sketch. I, big time. I decided to be a little different with this uh, this intro, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. Like it. It was mesmerizing yeah. watching a car drive that slow. <laughs> pretty interesting, actually. I uh, I just you know I thought of the '90s and I thought of downtown Detroit. I don't know why. Um, that just seemed to be. No, I searched I '90s that's countdown thing. and that's what came up. Uh, so. Oh wow! The, into the secrets. just a little behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. For people who are wondering how the magic happens at home, mm-hmm. uh, got a little bit of iMovie, a little bit of GarageBand, a little bit of Canva, uh, and a little bit of magic from me. How we do it? Sprinkle the magic. Sprinkle the magic. Hey guys, you'll be happy to hear today. Uh, met a met a person at the store today, uh, the cashier you. lady, and uh, she asked, "Hey, what's you dad me at hello?" Because I was wearing my mask, and I said, "Oh, it's my podcast." Hey. Oh, wow. so I actually, I actually said it was mine. Um, and uh, then she said, "Well, that's probably a stupid podcast." So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it like at Starbucks and she was like name you're like RJ and she wrote loser on it. <laughs> loser podcast I was, guy. I was listening to Alanis Morissette on the way to get my Starbucks. <laughs> you dad me I get the hell throwback. Out. <laughs> that was a good throwback. I missed it because I was tired. Um <laughs> it's usually what happens. Yeah. Oh man, I'm excited. Uh, we we're supposed to have a uh, a barbecue uh, brought to you by Udami Hello uh, this weekend, uh, but it's already been moved once. I think it's going to be moved again because it's raining for the next three weeks. Pretty right. much, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's looking pretty bad. I even next Saturday, it looks like it's going to rain right now. That's a week away; it could change, but uh, it's raining just every day. I want to do something. Just throw it on like a Wednesday for <laughs> no reason at all, and then by the time it gets pushed back, it'll be Saturday. Well, I could potentially do it on Monday, but some of my kids aren't going to be here. And I was like, I want to have everybody around. So we'll find a day where it doesn't rain this summer, probably. But yeah, one of, the, one of the two days. Yeah. How's everybody doing at home? If you're listening live, feel free to comment. Uh, what are yeah. you doing this summer? Anything good going on? Um, comment on if anybody's ever flown to Delaware. We're just, <laughs> just a topic of discussion. Why would previously. you fly to Delaware? Can't you just fly to like DC and just we're, go from there? We're just trying to find somewhere close. That's a short flight to see if my daughter Southwest is to, to DC, 50 minutes. 50 minutes? Yeah. All right. Plus, you get to go to DC, see the White House, see the little the monument thing. Why? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> see, uh, see the what? I immediately <laughs> regret it. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, I'll see that. You know, I, don't know. See I did that. not have 
Um, Phil Collins saw a lot of things on Capitol Hill, and he wrote a song about it. Stupid. Throwback. 1990 (laughs) movies. Guys, I was six years old in 1990, but I did go back and watch 90 movies. 90 movies. Um, I actually watched a movie today from the 90s, uh, Career Opportunities. If you haven't seen that. It's a great movie, which Target is in 90% of it, so they must have paid for it. It's very good. What year did that come out? 91. It's in my 91 list that you did not put it on. Uh, It's about a guy who gets locked in a Target overnight as the janitor, and he meets a girl who's hiding in the Target, and they fall in love, and then uh, robbers come and rob Target. (laughs) It's a great movie. Has anyone at home heard of this career opportunity? It's It's great. It sounds like they just had a bunch of like a bunch of people in a room just had a bunch of ideas and they wrote it down and then put it in a hat and they were just like okay a woman okay in I mean, a first off, it target has, it has Frank <laughs> Frank Whaley's in it Jennifer Connelly's in it Dermot Mulroney's in it Barry Corbin you got to check it out it's an American romantic comedy um, but it's really good look at us that's where that's Anybody where I met my home? wife when she was just bumming it out in the middle of target <laughs> that was walmart that was walmart uh, that's just where all you guys were <laughs> in washington dc <laughs> yes <laughs> um but yeah so today we're not talking about 1991 or the 90s we're talking about the 1990 uh 1990 movies. the one we could only oh, come up with eight movies that all three of us <laughs> just about had seen well Hold um, on, edit that. Seven movies, at least two of us said yes. And then one, we were kind of like, all right, let's get that on there. Uh, now, let's be fair. We're, we're only we're only working with 365 days here. This isn't a whole decade where we had, uh, you know, 80 movies to narrow down to 16. Yeah, there was already a very small pool of films to choose from. And, and we only chose seven. Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that we all enjoy different kinds of movies um, that don't overlap whatsoever. Yeah, so, and neither do any of these. No. Most of the time when we're talking about movies, it just turns into a four-day text conversation of, I can't believe you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. It's true. Um, but but the, we do decide on is, these eight. Yeah, but the good thing is, like, when we do this, like, I know I end up going – and watching <laughs> that's a lot of not just like, like one of these movies on here i had not seen so i a couple days ago i said i'm gonna put this on i'm gonna watch it so i can be well informed for this podcast and not seem like a moron like i usually do <laughs> we'll find a different way to make morons out of ourselves so don't worry yeah that won't be left out of the episode we'll just talk <laughs> about washington monuments <laughs> Really, it's a bit, yeah. Um, but hey, not uh, we have everything from Night of the Living Dead all the way down to Home Alone. (laughs) As you can tell, Eliza is watching this currently. That's it, that's a fact. Teaching about architecture. Um, but hey, even Eliza has seen a movie on this Home Alone. Um, and I'm gonna make her watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at some point. Uh, probably Kindergarten yeah. Cop. Uh, good, a good amount of movies on this list, and especially <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, um, sure so like it. we started to watch the black and white version of Night of the Living Dead, and she was disgusted by the lack of color and <laughs> left. But uh, 
Mm. Maybe I'll show her the 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 in color version uh, in the future. But I'm excited. Let's do this. Let's get into this. Do it. Uh, for people who are at home, if you don't see your movie on the list, feel free to comment. Uh, maybe it's a movie uh, we uh, forgot about. Uh, more likely, it's just a movie that we haven't seen because uh, we're not as old as we appear to be. Um, and we were watching Rainbow Bright in 1990. <laughs> and not, not I, don't, Dead. I don't remember what I was watching in 1990. Probably just the Ninja Turtles. Definitely. Um, yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, I, I was an old man. I watched like Mary Tyler Moore and Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Get smart. Yeah. You are going to make it hey. after all. <laughs> I love that. It's a great theme song ever. All right. Moving on. Here we Well, starting. Um, and moving yeah. on right to the end of the episode. All right. Everyone have a good night. <laughs> Let's start off uh, with, and we only have eight today. So this either will be a short episode or we'll talk a whole lot about movies you don't care about. So yeah. here it is. Night of the Living Dead, the 1990 version versus Misery, the movie that came out in 1990. <laughs> um, I already know I'm going to lose this battle, but I'm going with Misery. Misery, okay. All right. I mean, it is kind of a battle of the horror thriller uh, category, so uh, mm-hmm. this did work out well. Um, but anyways, what do you got, uh, Mike? <laughs> I the forgot guy, your name. <laughs> the other guy here. Um, <laughs> you know, this really is a tough choice. Mike, uh, is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> Mike. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think Misery for me as well. And... Uh, uh, only what? only because yeah Wait, whoa what yeah only because uh and we talked before <sighs> i don't think it was how... on your list it was on your list what yeah both of these uh no i'm sorry no you're right but i forgot misery came out in 1990 <laughs> but you're voting for the movie you didn't even remember <laughs> i forgot it even came out that year until someone brought it up <laughs> point taken yeah you didn't but forget it's... about night of the living dead no but it's still a better movie because it's not a shot for shot remake of something else that was better we oh. talked about this beforehand, Dang. and I didn't give up the ghost. I kept my comments to myself so we could, uh, you know, get heated on the show here. So, uh, the what, do you, what are you going to say? Hope, <laughs> I hope that you have your kneecaps cracked open at some <laughs> during this podcast. Uh, for people who haven't seen Misery, I did not just commit a crime. Uh, <laughs> that happens in Misery. Um, I like Misery. Don't get me wrong. I, I think it's a good movie. Um, James Conn is awesome. Kathy Bates is awesome. Um, but my vote would have been Night of the Living Dead for sure. We'll talk well, about Misery later. Well, that that's <laughs> – I mean, I know you were going to go with that movie because you are, uh, you are a zombophile. Mm. <laughs> what? Andy, yeah. bringing out the dictionary words so today. So that <laughs> is what zombie fans are apparently called. So I'm not calling myself that. You should. <laughs> you should. You should. Just wear a shirt. Um, so what is your what is your like? Because you like zombie movies, you like uh, Walking Dead, you like anything that has to do with zombies. Like, what is your yeah. what makes zombies sexy to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Where are you going with this, a, Andy? It's kind of a it's kind of a two parter here. Um, first off, I don't know why zombies have done it for me, but like, what what really does it is like. Post-apocalyptic movies. I like kind of almost every version of a post-apocalyptic movie. I like the end of the world stuff. I like, um, you know, kind of survival movies almost as much as I like revenge killing movies. But um, it, it's it's really good. Zombies, I don't know. 
Um, I saw Night of the Living Dead when I was younger, Dawn of the Dead. No one watches the third one. Um, and, and then there's, you know, I got into later later on, you had 28 Days Later, which is probably one of my favorite Phenomenal ones. movie. Yeah. Um, you know, you have some new ones that I really like, like Wreck, Train to Busan, um, and, and things like that. But um, Night of the Living Dead is just one of the first movies, horror movies, I can remember owning on DVD. Um uh, not VHS, surprisingly. DVD, I think it was like when it first came out. But I just remember having a bunch of people over my house when I was a kid, Andy, you included. Um, you know, I, I got a sectional couch that I had found in somebody's trash, and I dragged it all the way to my house and uh, brought it like zombies. into my basement room. And uh, I had that in my room for like 10 years. It was somebody else's sectional couch from there when when trash picking was cool. Um but yeah, it was uh, it's a great. I love it. Night of the Living Dead. This is the 90 version for people who don't know what we're talking about. There was a 68 version by George Romero. Uh, it's in black and white. Uh, it's the whole, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Um, the 1990 version is in color, uh, but it's pretty much a shot for shot remake um, uh, of that. Um, and it was co um co-done uh i think with romero mm -hmm. um tom savini like you said i think mike was handpicked um, yes. to kind of direct this um it does have it, it's a cult classic movie um it's got a 66 percent um rotten tomatoes uh 6.2 out of 10 on uh on metacritic um four out of five stars from bloody disgusting bloody disgusting is an awesome site too by the way for reviews and such but um yeah ving rames one of my uh, all-time favorites was considered for the lead role of this. 14 years later, he was cast in Dawn of the Dead as the lead there. But um, so all of that being said, sexy zombies. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I've never seen – I don't think I've ever seen this version. Uh, I know we were talking about before. I've seen the original, and then I saw one of the other – was it Dawn of the Dead, whatever. Um, so – I don't know if I would want to watch this one because I like the original a lot. Um, uh, who was it? Tony Todd was in this, right? He yeah. Was also in, uh -huh. yep. wasn't he Candyman? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bill Mosley's in this too. Um, and he's Ted Mosby from no Mosley. Mosley. <laughs> Mosley. He's really good hey, as can well. Can we talk about how I met your mother for a second? I got into that show late, just like this year. I can't, I can't keep going. I want to, but it just, I, I, I'm like eight episodes in and every time, like I have to fight to watch the next episode, but yeah, supposedly it's good. It, it was good, but I get your gripes. I feel gripes. like for a show that's only what, 10, 15 years old, it's, it crosses so many lines. Like that couldn't be a show on TV today somehow, even though it was just made 10 or 15 years ago, they already broke all the rules of being good people. Like no one's likable on that show. I don't know. That is that's just me. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm gonna keep going with it though, because I watch crappy shows. <laughs> <laughs> I will finish it at some you, point. You know it won't be canceled, so you might as well just keep going. That's true. That's true. Have you ever mm -hmm. like gone through like half a show and then you find out it got canceled and you just I'm just like I just just give up at this point. Like there's yeah. no ending to it. They just yeah. did that with my manifest. Depends. But depends. Anyway. The underwear? No, 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 not it's depends. I said it depends. 1990. <laughs> <laughs> well, misery's moving on, not Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Andy, I, I assume you have nothing to say about Night of the Living Dead moving on other than that you have not seen it. 
I think no. It's it's that. still worth it's still worth watching. If you enjoyed the original, I'm, it's still worth watching the remake. Um, just for the different actors and slightly different takes on some of the characters and the special effects are better, obviously, being a you know thirty uh, twenty two years newer. So you can't really get mad about the shot for shot remake thing because isn't that how pretty much every American horror movie is made? Yeah, they just take a good Japanese movie and they shot for shot remake it. And for some reason, people love the American versions, even though they're never better. Yeah. The Grudge. Like the Ring. The, the grudge. Ring. Nope. Mm. Don't like him. Even Wreck. Wreck was originally a French movie, and now it's uh, Quarantine. Uh, was Wasn't the it American Wreck A? <laughs> no, it was REC. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's recording REC because it's a camera. It's a, yeah. Handheld camera zombie movie. It combines both of my loves of nauseous filmmaking. <laughs> it's it's called High Eight. It's Blair Witch Zombies. Old camera. camera. All right. That Pretty was a really long first round. Let's that was. On. We have. <laughs> I apologize. This is not going to be a shorter episode. <laughs> but here we are anyways. Edward Scissorhands versus Total Recall. Hmm. This is a really I'm going to go with Total Recall. It's not that tough for me. Edward Scissorhands freaks me out. Not in a good way. Oh, I was going to say it's kind of supposed to make you a little uneasy. Yeah. But no, I'm going know. with Total Recall. What what do you what do you say, Andy? I don't know. I was hoping you had an answer. Oh, crap, cuz this is a toss up for me too. <laughs> um you know, I'll just make it easy for you and I'm going to go with Total Recall. Okay. I um but I, both of these movies are in some of my favorites of all time. So this is a hard choice for me. Andy, uh, you're, it's, this is fresh on your mind. You just saw Total Recall. Yeah, I did. And because of that, I was going to go with Edward Scissorhands. Um, <laughs> so I will leave my comments on Total Recall after. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't remember a lot about Edward no? Scissorhands. No, I mean, I just isn't remember Johnny Depp just playing himself in every movie that he's ever in. I feel like. He just plays like somebody tells him, hey, we want you to be this guy. And he's like, so this guy, but really weird. <laughs> this guy, but me. Well, Pirates of the Caribbean, Willy Wonka. He's got scissors for hands. Were you expecting mm. like, I'm not sure what you're expecting there. Um, he does have. Well, they're actually they're not, a realistic movie. Yeah, they're not <laughs> yeah. really scissors for hands. He just cuts things with the blades on his hands. I mean, it's got a, a bunch of good people. Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, is in it. Diane West is in it. Um, Vincent Price. Uh, yeah. As well. The inventor. The what? He was the inventor. Oh, okay. The part was written um, for him specifically. It was the last film he ever starred in. For people who are like, I know what Edward Scissorhands is, but I can't remember. He plays an artificial humanoid named Edward, who is an unfinished creation who has scissor blades instead of hands. And the young man is taken by a suburban family and falls in love with their teenage daughter, played by Winona Ryder. Uh, and that is pretty much it. I, um, I mean, it, it writes itself, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a Tim Burton movie, which tells yeah. you so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and so Tim Burton actually came up with this as a, I guess he did a drawing as a teenager. Um, and he depicted a thin, solemn man with long, sharp blades for fingers. Um, whose appearance nothing. is based oh, okay. on Robert Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, all right, I, I had to do a little bit of research here because I think my problem is Tim Burton. I don't think I like much of what Tim Burton does. Uh, the original Batman he had a, a part of, I liked that. I'm not a fan of Beetlejuice, not a fan of Edward Scissorhands, not a, a fan of um, uh, Big Fish, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake, Corpse Bride, Sweeney Todd, Dark Shadows, Peculiar yeah, it sounds Children. Like, it sounds like you just don't the like new Tim Dumbo. Burton. Yeah, I, yeah, I just I don't think I like his way of of storytelling. Not, Nightmare that. Before well, Christmas. I didn't like that no, either. No, like that. Oh, no, man, I'm leaving. So, so Tim Burton said this isn't his greatest film, <laughs> but it is his favorite film. It's his favorite. So yeah. that tells you something. Fix my chair. Um, in there. All right, you do that. And the the score is um, Danny Elfman's favorite of all of his soundtrack compositions. So you got a little bit of something. Everybody you know, Which, people like it. It's funny because Danny Elfman uh, wasn't even Tim Burton's first choice. Uh, he had asked Robert Smith of The Cure to oh. actually do the score for this movie, but he was in the middle of writing a record. So then he went to Danny Elfman and asked him to write the score. So uh, that's how we ended up with that combination I, once I again. Thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Robert Palmer. No. <laughs> and I was addicted to scissor hands. <laughs> Uh, Danny Elfman has done a ton of movies uh, for um, soundtrack, and I, yeah. so I'll give him that. He does great. Uh, he's in a ton of stuff. Nacho Libre, uh, Charlotte's Web, uh, Meet the Robinsons. Uh, he's super North. talented. I mean, if you've ever listened to yeah. Oingo Boingo. Um, so, yeah, so I'll give him that. But, um, yeah, it just, just wasn't my thing. But uh, Edward Scissorhands is not – Moving on, Total Recall is. Any last words on Edward Scissorhands before we move on? There's a scene where when he first comes into the house and he's laying in Winona Ryder's bed um, and she comes home and she doesn't know he's there and she like freaks out when she sees him and he starts freaking out and he starts cutting holes. <laughs> and he, it's in a water bed, so then it starts going everywhere. Um, and I was just curious, like what kind like for people now who are going to go watch it, like kids, if they go to watch this, they're like, don't understand what the hell a waterbed is. Like, yeah. <laughs> you remember how like popular those were? Like, I remember going to like my mom's friend's house or like, even I, I remember my mom had a waterbed and I was like the most uncomfortable freaking thing ever. Like who wants to. So hard to get out of too. You have to like roll oh, your God. way out of the bed. <laughs> you look like a wavy inflatable man trying to get out. You're like, <laughs> Uh, I had a, it was funny. I had a friend whose mom had one as well. I feel like that was a that was like a a mom thing to have in the '90s. But my friend's mom had it, and I would go over there all the time and just want to go sit on the bed, like because it was just you just be sitting there and you'd be like, "All right, let's play video games." Yeah, <laughs> right. You're ready to throw up. Uh, like, <laughs> Ten minutes. Most in. landlords had to say you couldn't have them if it was the second floor because they were worried yep. about it popping into the first yep. floor. Yeah, it didn't always, make any sense, but well. Have you ever seen one pop? No. No, I meant it doesn't make sense to have a waterbed is what I meant. Oh, but, okay. That makes more yeah. sense. <laughs> but no, I, I have also never seen one pop, but I am going to YouTube it later now that you've said that. <laughs> right. I'm sure it's out but there. You see I'm sure that's going to be an interesting popping. Google search. <laughs> Can I Google popping a waterbed? <laughs> Safer than other oh, things. It's almost that time. One more minute. All right, Sounds moving cool, on. 
It is. I have another one, but it doesn't go with like my ongoing joke. The song came song out that, in 1990. How about Jeez. the song that we're releasing tomorrow? But there's no... Oh, this one? But I'm Devin Black with no words to describe how this feels. And I'm moving forward with you, but the past is on my heels. Also, not releasing June 28th. Yeah. If you're watching the future, it doesn't really matter. But if you're watching it now, then you're kind of confused. Don't go looking for it yet, kids. Uh, it comes out tonight at midnight on Spotify. Uh, if you follow us on Spotify, by the way, uh, you can uh, get our releases straight to your new release radar. So uh, feel free to follow us on Spotify or on YouTube as well, um, where we have the video lyric videos for those as well. But um, anyways, moving on. Uh, next up is Die Hard 2. Uh, versus kindergarten cop with a lowercase c. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with kindergarten cop on this one. Uh, me too. <laughs> I just realized we have uh, two, yeah, two um, Arnold movies here. Yeah, you do. Wait, what? Yeah, Total Recall and Kindergarten Cop. I just oh, realized yeah, that. You're right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I put the two and two together. Uh, yeah, Kindergarten Cop for me as well over Die Hard 2. I feel a little weird doing that, but Kindergarten Cop. Well, we but, talked earlier um, how we we kind of forgot what happened in Die Hard 2 because it's like Die Hard 1. <laughs> so it's like, is Die Hard 2 really that good? Here, Here's my dilemma. is I had it on my list thinking that I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I always confuse Die Hard with Lethal Weapon. I have not seen. I have not seen this movie. <laughs> so I watched. I watched the preview so, last night, and I was like, "Wait a minute, was this?" I was like, "Bruce Willis." I'm like, "This is no Hot Shots Part Two. Um, Die Hard for me, I didn't get into until um, Live Free or Die Hard in 2007. And then there was A Good Day to Die Hard in 2013. Um, It wasn't until legit this year that I watched Die Hard, uh, the original, and I have not seen Die Hard 2. Die Hard Um, 2. Somehow this made our list. Die Harder. Die Harder, yes. Like, if you're going to die, like, you got to go Just do it. Yeah, do it harder. Like, you can do it hard, but you got to go harder. (laughs) When you die. When you die. (laughs) When you die. (laughs) (laughs) Bonnie uh, Bedelia's yeah. in Die Hard 2, uh, which well, she is uh, on Parenthood later as Camille Braverman. Um, so that's pretty cool for me. You that's know, it. so what's interesting, what I found interesting about this, like we have fans probably all over the world, right? Well, let's just let's be real here. <laughs> yeah, we totally do. Hello so, to our fans in Venezuela. Yeah, like our so our fans in Russia, like. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be trying to find this movie, right? And they're not gonna find it as Die Hard Two. Like it's not it's called not, Die Hard. It's not called Die Hard Two. It's no. called a hard nut hard to crack. Hard nut to crack. <laughs> All right. Oh now, what? a hard nut to crack. Clearly, I didn't. didn't now, right? Now I looked up some other interesting movies that have different names in other countries. Um, so let's say you want to watch Free Willy in China. What, what do you think you would? Look for. Not allowed to. Free the Willy. Oh. 
close. It's a very powerful whale runs to heaven. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is the translation for Free Willy. And what about what about Ghostbusters? It's a superpower dare die team, of course. Come on, guys. A what now? <laughs> a superpower dare die team. <laughs> all right. It's got us so, written all over it. Movies. Look them up and uh, <laughs> tell us how it is. <laughs> so uh, Die Hard 2 um, was so big that... Uh, how big Bruce, was it? Th th this big. Match game? Um, <laughs> di uh, Die Hard 2 was uh, record-breaking in the fact that Bruce Willis was able to ask for $7.5 million to star in this movie, which at the time was the biggest payout for an actor. Um, and it was over 10% of the movie's budget. Um, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but as time went on, then he was getting 15 million, 20 million, so on and so forth as the movies went on. Um, so I thought that was a pretty interesting fact to see, you know, what people, what actors are making now, like seven and a half million is what they get to go on like Jay Leno or something, you know, and uh, he was able to ask for that for a whole movie. That's crazy. It's nuts. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's got an approval rating of sixty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, but it lacks the fresh thrills of its predecessor, uh, but still works as an over the top, uh, big budget sequel with plenty of set pieces to paper over its plot deficiencies. <laughs> my my um, favorite thing about this movie is the cable edits. So if anyone has ever caught this on TV, there's actually compilations you can go on YouTube. But, uh, you know, they can't say certain words on cable TV or couldn't say certain words on cable TV. Mm -hmm. So uh, if for anyone that hasn't seen Die Hard, uh, John McClane's tagline is Yippie Kaye, Mother Ducker. Bleeper, Mother Ducker. Uh, so uh, most of the cable edits have him saying uh, Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> I am totally saying that in the podcast in the future. Uh, Almost, yeah. Next time I stub my toe. Ah, Mr. Falcon. Uh, so good. So good. <laughs> All right. Well, we have Kindergarten Cop moving on <laughs> to the semifinals. Uh, Die Hard 2 is um, away in a blaze of glory. Uh, however, Maxim did rank the film's plane crash number two on its mm -hmm. list of greatest movie plane crashes, uh, in case you thought Maxim knew what it was talking I'm, about. I'm sure Bruce Willis movie. has that plaque on his wall. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. <laughs> sure. We have Battle of the Children's Movies that are somehow inappropriate to show your children today. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Home Alone. Oh, this man. one's actually a really tough one for me. This might be the hardest one of the bracket for me. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, mine's mine's not that difficult for me. It's Home Alone. Okay. All right. And this is coming from somebody who collected all the Ninja Turtle figures and watched it um, as a child a lot. RJ's doing research right now. I don't know what RJ is. He's doing. like, he's like, he's dude, typing. the turtles really could they really be ninjas? I mean. Um, they can be four foot eight bipedal humanoid turtles, so I guess they can be anything they want. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, turtles actually actually do fight each other. 
Um, so they're funny. they're solitary animals typically. So you don't generally see turtles with each other, but if you put them in like an enclosed, like they're gonna fight. Um, so there's a fact for you. <laughs> and these turtle facts. All right. Um, <laughs> let's turtle, let's turtle. go to the let's go to the listeners here. We've got a home alone. We've got turtles. Uh, we've got home alone. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with. I don't know. Andy, what did you just choose? Home Alone. Mike, did you choose? I did not choose because this is also a tough one for me. Remind remind you, RJ, that Home Alone was on our Christmas movies. I believe <clears throat> it made it to the finals, if I'm not mistaken, or at least pretty far. We also. Right, I'm gonna we, go with Home Alone. Yeah, I was gonna say we also kicked Ninja Turtles off the list uh, in place of Turtles Two. So, do we really like Turtles One? <laughs> <laughs> Well, so Turtles 1 is great. However, um, Andy, you won't get this reference, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles slows down on the farm for a little while in the middle sure of the does. movie, just like Herschel's farm in The Walking Dead, uh, which they stay at for an entire season and is labeled as one of the worst seasons of The Walking Dead. And, um, be and believe it or not, that scene was edited to be shorter than they originally <laughs> shot. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go with Home Alone. Uh, I have some some cool things to say about that later, but let's talk a little bit about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is a great movie, by the way, still. Yeah, I, I have lots of notes on Ninja Turtles. Um, if anyone knows, I'm a huge Turtles fan. Um, so you picked it today. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I didn't pick anything. You guys kicked it out. But um, so they had originally started talking about making a Turtles movie before the cartoon even came out. So they right. knew they wanted to do something with it, which is why it's a little bit darker um, than the second movie. Uh, and I think I've said in the past, the second movie is more based on the cartoon. The first movie is more based on the comic books. Um, but originally they wanted to do this Who Framed Roger Rabbit style where they were going to have sort of animated uh, you know, cartoon style turtles interacting. Oh God. Uh, interacting with, uh, with live action characters. Um, just by your own wife. Yeah, I know. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they wanted to do <clears throat> animated characters with live action. Um, and then there was an, another idea, um, where there was a crazy idea um that they wanted to get the top comedians of the day together oh, and the original cast was going to be Gallagher, Sam Kennison, Bobcat Goldthwait and Billy Crystal. They were just going to wear shells on their backs and be painted green. <laughs> and that was going to be the movie. You know what? I think I'd rather see that like now more than the original. Um <laughs> I, I think majority of the movie would just be screaming. <laughs> yeah, it would just be and, screaming. And then Billy yeah. Crystal coming in with like a one line. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was in City Slickers. So, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I had forgotten how many cool people are actually in this movie. Um, it was the highest grossing independent film at that time, only surpassed by the Blair Witch Project in 1999. Yep. Um, and also the ninth highest grossing film worldwide of 1990. Um, but Casey Jones, the ice hockey player, uh, who becomes an ally of the Turtles, is played by none other than Elias Cote Codius, or Coteus, uh, who is from um, 
Chicago. Uh, One of wow. the Chicago shows. PD. Chicago PD. He's from uh, Chicago. Sam Rockwell. Chicago. Uh, Sam Rockwell Jim. is in it. Uh, Skeet Ulrich is in it. Scott Wolf is in it. Corey Feldman voices Donatello. Um, and Ernie Reyes Jr. Uh, actually plays Donatello as the stunt double, um, but is also the head of Surf Ninjas, uh, which is another uh, not-so-great, great kids movie. He was also in Chicago. the second movie. And he was on Chicago oh, right. Department of Transportation. <laughs> Did you say Corey uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Corey Feldman voiced um, uh, Donatello. Yeah, and he, he was only offered $1,500 to do the voice work um, because he thought it was only going to be a small, low-budget movie, and I did, was... I did see that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it was not. Yeah, um, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, five out of ten. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is exactly as it's advertised: one-liners, brawls, general silliness. Good for the young at heart. Irritating for everyone else <laughs> is what the website says. Um, that's that's false. Yeah, that's fake, that's I, I fake liked news. it. I liked it. I liked it. Um, <laughs> Bob Hoskins versus Shredder. <laughs> hey, Bob Hoskins was great as Mario. Okay. Oh I man, I forgot Super about that. Mario Brothers. That's coming up. I think that's ninety-two, possibly ninety-four. I don't know. But was that Super a good Mario movie? Brothers remake? It's uh, and it's it's a uh, British guy and I think a Colombian guy playing two Italian. Was it John Leguizamo? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was. It was the best movie they can make with the amount of alcohol that they drank and the number of screen <laughs> script rewrites they had to do uh, every single day. Super Mario Brothers, I, it's, 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 it's a cult classic for me. I love that movie. Uh, it will be on my list in uh, whatever year it came out. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all but right. Anyways, kinder, uh, sorry, not Kindergarten Cop. I'm, I'm one behind. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is uh, not moving forward. Anything left to say about... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We are done with the top eight. Uh, we're moving into the top four. Poor Ninja Let's Turtles. Let's do it. Let's keep All right, here we are. We've got Misery versus Edward Scissorhands and no. Kindergarten Cop no. versus Home Alone. You, you kick uh, We are literally out. battling Wait, scary movies versus RJ. scary kids movies. RJ, shut up. <laughs> what? We kicked Edward Scissorhands out. Uh, did we? <laughs> We did. I'm like trying to stop you, and you just get going. <laughs> Shut up. We did. We, we did. did. Yeah, misery versus Total Recall <laughs> versus go. Kindergarten Cop and Home Alone. It is still two adult <clears throat> movies versus two uh, children's movies. We'll just fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> we have an editor, we'll right? Keep it because of how likable we are. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, let's get into Misery versus Total Recall. Oh man! Total Recall for me. Total Recall for me. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. And we've ruined Lori's night. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. But I I like Misery. Um, I, know. I don't know. I I just think uh, yeah, Misery. <laughs> I run a Misery business. Um, I don't know. Total Recall is fun. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Misery is not really a fun movie to watch, actually. There's nothing fun about it. No. It, and it's... it's Unless a, you're Kathy Bates. Uh, she did not enjoy making this movie, actually. Um, oh, apparently, really? apparently, 
apparently uh, she got so deep into character that she couldn't break character. At the end of the day, Rob Reiner, the director, uh, you know, meathead, um, had to <laughs> to actually. Um, wait, 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 wait! Can what? you do that again? Yeah, meathead. <laughs> you know, Rob Reiner, uh, he directed it. Uh, he had he had to set her aside and like tell her to go home and relax and calm down and break character because she was getting so invested. In the insanity of her character, she started breaking um, everybody's ankles. Uh, yeah, Kate, Kate, close uh, to it. I just want to put this in perspective for you. Rob Reiner is Jess from the New Girl's Dad, so that's who that is. He's Meathead from All in the Family. I don't care about New Girl. That too. Everyone yes. Knows that. When he had lots of hair, he did have lots of hair. <laughs> that mustache. I'm trying to remember if he. No, I'm mixing him up with somebody else. Moving on. Yeah, James <laughs> Khan is James in the Khan. movie. Um, yeah. Oh, he did this is Spinal Tap. Yes, he's what, done lots uh, of movies. What was what was the show? Vegas, Las Vegas. The hell was that called? I don't you know where we're going. going. It was one of those shows. He was like, I don't know, he did the Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. Stand by me. You talking about James Khan? Rob Reiner. You talking about Rob Reiner? Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Okay. Yeah. My bad. I, was like, I don't remember James Conn and Stand By Me. I was like, was he, <laughs> was he, was he the dead body? They were going it was on? just <laughs> the body, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to, if you've never seen Misery, I'm going to spoil something. So, we keep talking about the, it's a famous scene, the ankle being broken Kneecap, with a sledgehammer. Yeah. That was ankles. Because she puts like a piece, like a board. Uh, between, in his between, ankles. In between his ankles, yeah, but then my joke from bed. before doesn't doesn't compute. No, that's why I didn't get it. Yeah, that's why I had no one left. <laughs> and uh, so I could see like how she gets into character. <laughs> Bye, RJ. So so she she breaks them, right? And then he's screaming. Obviously, she looks at him. She says, "God, I love you." <laughs> Creepy as all hell. Like. That's why I don't know. I thought it was really um, well acted. It definitely like a slow, intense kind of kind of movie. Like, yeah, even that scene, you're like, oh man, are they, really, are they really gonna do it? Are they really? And they show it the, the, on the first ankle, and just the it's the image that stays with you. Um, it's not something that you're going to forget. It's almost like when uh, Sid Vicious jumps off. Oh, no, 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 The image is already in your head <laughs> as his leg is just dangling out of his boot. He's just holding his leg like his legs this way, but his foot is this way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. so, so this was what? This was a Stephen King book. Need a paper. Originally. Bag. Did you? Uh, do you guys read? You guys read yes. <laughs> I only read the Bible. <laughs> Have either of you read this? I read this on uh, no. shampoo bottles and while you're pooping. Yeah, that's why they call it the shampoo bottle. <laughs> I I didn't read until like Jurassic Park. It's like the first you know book I remember reading as a child. The Lost World as well. Yeah, I know anyways, the I know the movie was pretty uh, faithful. To the book, right? I that's why I was asking because I, I I generally I don't know. I know Stephen King was kind of reluctant to sell the film rights, um, 
because he did he was kind of skeptical like were they going to follow his vision or not but um because Rob, Rob Reiner was either going to be the producer or the director of it is how he agreed because yeah. he was so impressed with uh Stand by Me. Um yeah, I think the only thing they changed and it was because of the uh the studios making them change it is in the book, she actually chops his left foot off with an axe. She doesn't break his ankles. Oh. She chops his foot off. Which which you think is worse? <clears throat> I, I think having my ankles broken, probably worse. I would imagine the pain from not having a foot goes away after a while. I think just having broken ankles. Every time it rains, your ankles are going to hurt. You know? What? No. <laughs> Have you guys ever broken a bone before? No. No. Oh, okay. No. I have. Um, I just <laughs> want to talk really quickly about <laughs> yeah. Kathy Bates. So Kathy Bates in this movie is scary. She's she's psychotic, essentially. Um, but her acting skills across the board um, is just ridiculous. If you look back at some of the movies that she's been in, I mean, she went everything from playing an Alaskan mom in North uh, with Elijah Wood to Molly Brown in Titanic. Um, she was the water boy, uh, the water boy, Mama Butch, uh, mm-hmm. Bush, Boucher, 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 Boucher. Um, you know, she was in, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's the other movie? uh, she was in The Blind Side, um, she was in uh, some TV shows that I watch, um, mainly American Horror Story. Um, if you haven't seen American Horror Story, it's an amazing uh, anthology series, but she appears in. Uh, not one, but two, three, four, five of the seasons. Um, and in the last season that I saw her in was Roanoke, where she literally plays like an old racist uh, woman, you know, from the 1800s. Yeah, sounds great. Who is like a ghost <laughs> killer. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, but she does a great job. I mean, she's super good. Um, so I, I enjoyed her a lot. She was also in Harry's Law. Um, which was a very underrated TV show, um, a legal comedy uh, drama show, which was awesome. Yeah, she um, was she was virtually unknown when they hired her for the part. Like it was the part was almost written for her, or she was like their first pick or top pick or hmm. something along those lines. So it was it was pretty amazing that she she did win an award. I think Tim mentioned that earlier um, that it's the only uh, Stephen King novel to win any awards uh, that was adapted to a movie. So. Really, and yeah. more more importantly, is Family Guy did an episode about it. Yeah, is I it? Rem- is I don't remember that episode. <laughs> they did like an episode where they did adaptations <clears throat> of different movies, and that was one of them. I remember the Simpsons adaptation of The Shining, but I don't remember Family Guy. Oh, we'll see, now everybody's gotta go look it up. Yep. <laughs> oh, this movie was also adapted into a Broadway uh, play in which Bruce Willis and Laurie Metcalf played Paul Sheldon and Annie Wilkes. FYI. Hmm. All right. Actually well, hey. Misery <laughs> is uh, is staying behind while Total Recall has made its uh, entrance into the finals. Make sure you put the right one in. Yes. Uh, who <laughs> will Total Recall uh, what other one is there? <laughs> be against? It is Kindergarten Cop versus home alone mm. oh man oh, oh boy man. oh boy i'm going with home alone um here's my my reasoning mm-hmm. uh i saw home alone with my kids um and even that was probably a mistake 
Uh, my <laughs> kids are, are, are under 10. Uh, I had forgotten how intense the slapstick comedy is, mm -hmm. uh, especially with the foot through the nail. Uh, my, my son did not enjoy seeing that. Um, <laughs> the iron on the face. Won't climb the the iron on the that. face. Yeah, but um, remembering um, Kindergarten Cop, uh, I actually looked it up before seeing it, um, and I had forgotten all the violence that's in that movie. Um, you know, there's there's like point blank killing of a person uh, in the beginning from the film's villain. There's you know pistols and shotguns and stalking people. Uh, yeah. A man punches a woman in the face. Um, they bash a head through a car window. A man sets fire to a school library with children near. Like it's that's just the violence. Then there's all this kind of um, uh, the Boys talk have, of like girls have. Well, that stuff too. I mean, there's profanity all over you. the place. The S word, the A word, uh, you know, the B word, um, you know, all that deal. Uh, and and I can understand a couple of swears here and there, but it was a lot. So I have not shown my kids Kindergarten Cop yet, um, and I actually chose Home Alone over. It's PG thirteen. It is a PG thirteen movie. Yeah. Well, that's probably why I didn't show them. Yeah. No, um, so I chose Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> I do have something to say about that later, Eric. By the way, I I am also about the good to, son. I'm yes, going with Home Alone. I'm going with Home Alone. Make it easy. All right. Mm. Like, I would I would have went with I would have gone with Kindergarten Cop, but uh, honestly, is that I, because you do a spot on impression? Uh, Kindergarten Cop is my favorite movie, <laughs> which is true. I remember him saying that. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> favorite movie. Yeah, I, I, did, I did hear that. Yeah, There's yeah. also other famous lines like, uh, it's not a tumor. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> who's your daddy and what does he do? Now, now you're just sounding like the guy from the room. Uh, oh, Tommy oh, Wiseau. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. I did not hi, hear that. I did not. <laughs> the ferret voice. Andy, Andy, have you not seen The Room yet? No. That oh, is man. our next movie night. What we a need travesty. To watch the, room. the Room followed by Hamilton. Oh, I own The, the room. room. I'll, is... I'll bring it. All right. All right. We're doing The Room at some point. It's, it's very uncomfortable. There are three really long porn scenes. Uh, in the middle of it for absolutely no reason at all. One okay. of them's with um, a dress. Yeah, it's very weird. But yes, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So there's four. Um, but anyways, uh, The Room, what's the uh, what's the movie about The Room that just came out with? Uh, uh, disaster Artist. The Disaster Artist. That was yeah. that was hilarious, too. Um, anyways, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop, I think, is what we were talking about. Yeah, uh, Angela Bassett makes a... Um, uh, a cameo in Kindergarten Cop. Mm -hmm. uh, got a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, basically stating that Arnold substitutes his action uh, with some refreshingly adept comedic timing. But Kindergarten yeah. Cop's too grim for children and too cloying for adults. What's that mean? No idea. No idea either. Um, I, Anyone know what cloying means? Yeah, let, let's Google it. So I didn't watch Kindergarten I'm sure Eric does. I watched Kindergarten Cop when I was younger, and then I hadn't seen it for a really long time until uh, one of the stores I was working in had this in the back room all the time. And so I was constantly watching it. And there's a part at the end where Arnold gets shot, 
and I rewound it about 20 times in a row with tears running down my <laughs> face because he's like, <laughs> just the way he did it. Like it was totally like unexpected. Oh, it was against the wall. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> uh, I was crying. Me and this other kid were just like, rewind it. Do it again. That's not funny, Andy. It's <laughs> listen, that's the comedic timing of Arnold. <laughs> uh, and then in all of his movies, he always says, I'll be back. And mm-hmm. then he cleverly said in this movie, I'm back. He's like, <laughs> you know, he like threw that out there. And he's like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we are in the finals, guys. This is it. It is. <laughs> this is such a bad final. <laughs> Total recall. Versus Home Alone. So, hey, guys, if you're ever going to time travel, 1990 is not the place you want to go. Total Recall, Home Alone, let's, the top movies let's talk about of 1990. Let's talk about it. Let's um, talk about it. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Um, uh, all I'm going to say is you can still watch Home Alone today. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Why yeah. can't you watch Total Recall? Today? I mean, you you can. you can. I mean, Andy did the other day. I did. But... I watched it the other day. I mean, Total Recall is cool because it's one of the last movies ever to use miniaturized sets uh, instead of CGI. And then they're one of the first movies to use CGI in such a way that it was like photo clarity um, yeah. when the x-ray scene. Um, so just really cool, interesting things there. Um, you know, Sharon Stone's in it. Michael Ironside is in it. Um, I had notes and then I legit lost them just now. Um, but Michael Ironside um, talked about how he was on the phone a lot during uh, the filming and Arnold came over and was like, Hey bro, like you gotta stop that. And he's like, dude, I'm talking to my sister. I think she had some sort of cancer. Maybe I can't remember. Um, and Arnold like sat with them and had did like a three-way call talking about how to diet, right. How to do certain things. And, uh, I guess Michael or Ironside still, um, you know, talks about how nice Arnold Schwarzenegger was during the filming. So I thought that was a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. I had had that in my list too. Arnold, um, was a huge part of this movie even getting made. So the original production company that was supposed to make this and, and I left it out of my notes, some for some stupid reason um when when the original production company went out of business um he had approached uh the de laurentis entertainment entertainment group uh was the original so carol co pictures uh had recently done uh red heat so he uh you know arnold was like hey you should buy this movie and buy the rights to to produce this movie and uh he got them to, which in turn gave him a lot of creative control over the movie itself. Um, so the movie may have not even have gotten made if it went out for uh, for Arnold, which is uh, pretty cool because it is a it is a great movie. Um, and he was actually one of the reasons why uh, Paul Verhoeven was the director as well, um, because he liked RoboCop so much. So. Nice. so I had heard that they actually wanted to not make. Uh, Total Recall due to how big of a uh, budget that was going to be. And instead, they made Alien first. Which um, is uh, amazing as well. I just saw that movie for the first time in the last three weeks. It's so good. It's okay. Watch the first two. You guys guys are... Mm. Sorry, whatever that came out. Awful. So, 
Total Recall is is fresh on my mind. So I literally watched it this week. Let's talk said, about it. So it was on another list, right? It was in, was this not on our action? It was on action. Yeah, I think right. it was on our action. We did a top 90s action movies. Yeah, and I remember I was like, I, I don't Go know check it movies. out. Yeah, so let me check it out. So here's my honest thoughts. Like I would never say anything different. Um, it it kind of confused me for most of the movie. It was supposed um, to. It was supposed to, right? So I'm kind of like, to, yeah. I don't like movies like that. I just worked a long day <laughs> using my brain. I don't want to have to think too much, but it, it it kept me intrigued, right? So I'll get I'll give it that. It kept, it kept me intrigued throughout the movie, especially with like, um, I there was a lot of violence in there, but they also like throw some humor in there too, like. Like I remember they just like killed this one dude and like somebody like steps on him as I'm walking over and he's like, <laughs> right. And then they got the silly, the faces that they make when they are exposed to the, the uh, Mars atmosphere and we're all, we'll all make our faces mm-hmm. after. Um, but then I was like, who's this, who's this blonde girl? I was like, she looks super familiar. Cause I didn't look up like who was in the movie. And I was like, who, who is this? And I was like, that's Sharon Stone. I was like, Oh man. Like, I don't remember her hair being like that. Like, um, like I, I kind of like when I think Sharon Stone, like in the '90s, I think of like Basic Instinct. And her hair was, you know, most of it straight or tied back, whatever. So, um, so I think she did she did a really great job. I know because of this uh, movie is how she got cast into Basic Instinct because of her being able to show that she could change from that timid kind of sweetheart kind of girl into a diabolical person and back again and, um. So that that got a cast. So, um, so as the movie went on, it started to make more sense. Uh, there was definitely, I think, by the end of it, I was kind of like, "Let's, let's go, let's go, like let's, <laughs> let's 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 wrap this up, right?" Um, until the ending, um, when they're going up, it's almost like an elevator thing, right? And, yeah. and then uh, Richter are, are fighting, who is Michael Ironside, and the thing like crushes him and his arms come off and he's just like see you at the party Victor and throws his arms because Victor <laughs> said before he was gonna see him at a party right and where they were gonna kill him so I I freaking lost it uh when I saw that <laughs> it's just like he's like holding these arms Arnie's a comedic party, genius he is. comedic genius there was I wish I would have took notes uh while I was watching it I was thinking about it I was like nah, I just want to sit back um there are some funny freaking one-liners in there. Uh, there's a there's a woman with three boobs. We gotta talk about that. And then one, do what's we? the guy's? Yeah. Well, there's I one mean, guy. What more do you need to say? Well, there's one guy who's uh, copping a field, and he's like, "Man, I wish I had three hands." <laughs> like so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Um, yeah. Oh god! I'm um, that's my thoughts yeah, on Total Recall. <laughs> Home Alone, Roger uh, Ebert. Home Alone. <laughs> Home Alone starts so many great people. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, who went on, like we just said earlier, to do The Good Son with Elijah Wood, which is a highly underrated movie, and it really showed how talented actually Macaulay Culkin could be, um, going from Home Alone to The Good Son. Surprisingly to me, he didn't do a ton. Uh, after these movies. Uh, no. He was in Saved uh, in the mid-2000s with Mandy Moore. 
Um, and I can't think of much else um, that he's done. I know he had a lot of troubles uh, for a while there, but his brother uh, Kieran is doing quite a lot, actually. Yes. And Very Rory, uh, there's actually two two brothers. One of the brothers played in Home Alone as the <laughs> younger brother, Kieran. Uh, yeah, but um, but anyways, Joe Pesci, obviously awesome. Daniel Stern, uh, obviously awesome. John Hurd, Catherine O'Hara. Um, but oh, sorry, there's a fly going around. But um, I thought you were waving at your neighbors. <laughs> I just watched. Um, uh, I think it was a Netflix or a Hulu documentary. Uh, it was Netflix. The movie that changed us or something. It's a great uh, where they talked about Home Alone. It is it's very good. Um, and they talked about the story where essentially uh, they were set to be financed by Warner Brothers, and Hughes had promised he could make the movie for less than ten million. But knowing that he was going to go much higher than that, met with Fox um, to see if they would fund it if Warner Brothers wouldn't. Um, and so there was this huge kind of turnaround. Fox ended up picking it up. The budget grew to eighteen million dollars by the time. Uh, they were all said and done. Obviously, it was a very successful uh, movie, which was great. Yeah. Um, Hughes, Hughes had shot a lot of films right in the same place. Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 16 Candles, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, uh, Uncle Buck. Um, Uncle Buck. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love some of the stories I was hearing about how Pesci basically stayed away from Macaulay the whole time for two reasons. One, he wanted to show him that he was scary. Um, mm -hmm. And number two, he swore too much. Um, yeah. I was told he couldn't swear around Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> um, surprisingly, one swear makes it into the movie, and it's not from Joe Pesci. It's from Stern uh, when he gets his foot caught in the cat door. Yep. Um, he actually says the S word um, yeah. you know, during says, that and point. It, but it makes it silly. into the movie, yeah. It does. He says, yeah. he says shoot. Yes. And uh, I've also uh, seen Snickers. a bunch of other... Uh, of the ones they had Home Alone 2, which was great, Lost in New York, which has a cameo from everyone we know and love, Donald Trump. Um, Home Alone 3, uh, is it, that was a joke, by the way. Home Alone 3 uh, stars nobody, uh, but true. I saw it. Uh, Home Alone 4, I sadly saw as well. <laughs> and then there was also a Home Alone 5, which was a holiday Christmas movie. Um, but none of the McAllisters are in any of those. Um, before I keep going, Mike, do you have any Home Alone stuff? I feel like this was um, one you might have had a lot. Home Alone, extremely popular movie. Um, it it was such a huge hit at the box office that it actually became a verb. So a bunch of movies that came out around the same time, uh, specifically uh, William Goldman uh, released a movie around the same time says that his movie got home alone that it would have made uh, 50 million dollars but it only made 40 million because they got home alone that's how big this movie was um, and I don't remember what country it is I want to say it's Finland maybe uh, it has become a national pastime to watch this movie um, not in a way that it is here where it just shows up on the Hallmark network every Christmas but it has is actually part of their their winter celebrations huh. where home alone is like part of the culture. It's kind of crazy. That is um, I do remember the home alone two board game. Yes. Yeah. Home alone. Also, I love how I, I learned a, a little bit about the shooting of the movie. Uh, many of the shots of Kevin in the beginning of the movie are actually filmed from above 
making him seem smaller and helpless. And at the end of the movie, <laughs> Kevin is mostly shot from below, making him seem more taller and confident, uh, which I thought was was really cool. John Candy uh, improvised all of his lines. Um, so he legit came in, flew in, did all the scenes uh, when he's in the van with okay. Captain O'Hara and just basically does the whole thing from scratch. He did it in uh, one Joe day. Pesci, what? Yeah, yep. One day. One, now it was a 23 hour day. 23 was, hour day. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, um, and then uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern didn't think the movie would ever make it anywhere. So they intentionally gave over the top performances um later learning that it made it that's awesome i didn't know about that i as i say i i've said a lot about this movie probably when we did the christmas movies so i went a different route with this because all throughout this movie you have kevin McAllister trying to ward off intruders coming from his house so i said you know what i'm gonna do my so my my viewers some uh, justice here. I don't justice is not the right word, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do a good thing here. <laughs> so I said, hey, what's gonna happen? What would happen? What would you do if an intruder comes into into your house? So I went to safety.com and Officer Frisk gave you some tips on how to fight off intruders if they come into your house. Was the first thing to tie a paint can to a rope from your ceiling? It is, it is not. It is not. No. He doesn't know what he's talking about then because. I Listen, it goes Kevin McAllister first and then Officer Frisk second. So, um, so Frisk advises that adults should respond in a way that suggests that there's a full house. So just say like Joey Gladstone's here, DJ Tanner. Mm -hmm. no. um, mm -hmm. So suggest there's a full house. So a dog, Hey, would someone check on the door or one second? Let me get my husband, something like that. Right. So that's, you're not alone. Then if you can draw attention to your home, set off either your home al alarm or your car alarm. I thought the car alarm was pretty genius. Right. Um, or flip on all your lights. Um, this will deter criminals as most aren't willing to be seen. Then, if you can do so without being seen, try and observe the stranger so you can get a description, perhaps through a second floor window or a security camera feed. And if you still can't identify the visitor, Chris says, call 911 and tell them about the stranger at your door. So there you go. <laughs> Just remember that you dad me out hello. May have mm -hmm. saved uh, a life, saved your home from being uh, intruded upon. Um, and if all else fails, um, you know, yeah. put a nail down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the, it. on the other hand, um, full disclosure, we are, we are not, uh, home, uh, security experts. This was according to safety.com. Yeah. yeah. It's their fault. If this doesn't work. Correct. We are not, we are not responsible for any bodily harm yes. caused by intruders to your home. If you run directly at now, them. I have <laughs> used, I have used these when RJ has come to my house peeped on uh, me yeah and i'm like why is he here and he's texting so, uh, mike mike you mentioned you know using the paint can on the string mm -hmm. there is a horror movie that came out in 2016 called better watch out everybody mm -hmm. needs to see it it is the horror movie version of home alone um and essentially they do that they take the the paint can and they throw it over and they show it what would happen essentially if it really happened 
Oh my word. It is one of the most brutal scenes I have ever seen in my life. Um, that kind of backs it up with a documentary I saw as well, where they actually did all of the things that happened in the movie to see what kind of injuries you would get. Not with yeah. people. Um, and they were like pointing out like, here are the 15 injuries you would receive if you fell, <laughs> you know, yeah. off the, or the brick in his face in Home Alone 2 when he throws it from the roof and hits uh, Daniel Stern in the face with a brick. He's like, yeah, he would have had brain damage and died immediately. <laughs> if you want to see what really would have happened, there's a YouTube channel called Corridor Crew where they do special effects um, and they critique special effects. They actually did uh, what if Home Alone was rated R and they Ooh, edited all the better scenes. watch out, 2006. Uh, <laughs> no, it's much worse than that. <laughs> have you seen that, Mike? No, I haven't. No, oh, it's great I'll check it out, yeah. You know what was also cool in Home Alone was the dynamic between Kevin and his older brother Buzz. Uh, just you know, oh, I hated typical. That jerk. Right, but like by the end of it, like he's kind of like, "Yeah, all right, you're pretty cool, kid." Right, like you survived the whole weekend and all this madness, right, in the house. Um, yeah, there's some interesting quotes. I was going to read this quote, and I'm not sure why I put it on here. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So now Kevin says, Buzz, I'm going through all your private stuff. You better come out and pound me. <laughs> Buzz says, hey, Kev, it's pretty cool you didn't burn the place down. <laughs> another, another totally different quote, but just like. Well, hey, guys, we are uh, here. Total Recall versus Home Alone. Uh, people at home listening in, what do you think? Total Recall or Home Alone? My vote goes for Home Alone. Mike, as much as it pains me to do this, I uh, am also choosing Home Alone. Ooh. But I I love Total Recall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, now, yeah. Well, that's the Home Alone face, but we have to do the Total Recall face. We never did our Total Recall faces. Oh, no. the, oh, no. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I sound that like good. I throw up. Yeah, it was good. Um, I'm also going with Home Alone. <laughs> if you my, home tell alone face, my Home Alone face is the same as the, the game show face. Just that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really lightheaded right now. That hurt. Yeah. That was that was pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I love Total Recall. It, I'm sad to uh, kick it out of the bracket because well, it's, it it's a great two. movie. Is number two, yeah, solid number two. Yeah, solid number, number two. two movie of all of 1990. <laughs> but guys, here we are. Home Alone is our winner of the top movies of 1990, which only goes to prove: do not go to 1990. Uh, the movies are not that amazing. <laughs> I was like, when, um, when I was like, let's do 1990, and we looked at the movies. We're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we've but, already committed. But there's some <laughs> movies that we each had on our list that I think could have been like if we did a top 16 for sure like uh pretty woman uh pretty woman is always kind of talked about as mm -hmm. one of the better movies that year i have that on my watch list on the peacock yeah so it's kind of like going for that i'm okay with it i understand the likability and the dislikability about it how did you guys and not have tremors how did you not have goodfellas one of the best movies like ever mob movies i know yeah, we went over this we don't, I don't like, like mob movies. i don't like things yeah. that are gonna give me the heebie-jeebies i can't handle the truth what about Worms Underground will give you the heebie-jeebies? 
Eric loves Bateman tremors. is in it. Eric loves, loves tremors. tremors. You said Kevin. Eric Bacon. will talk about tremors all day. Kevin Bacon oh. was in that thing where he had no face thing. What? Invisible oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Dancing with sucked. wolves. Dancing with wolves was another Dancing one. Dancing with wolves. Yep. I, I don't really remember that one. Back to the Future Three. <laughs> no, of course that doesn't belong that's on right. any list. That's a that's a great movie. That that doesn't even deserve to be a Back to the Future movie. Even that fly disagreed. Arachnophobia. How do we not have arachnophobia? On How here? do you even think that one you of the better wanna... horror movies of all time? Okay, you the person who you see a bug of any size. This is the reason I am so. afraid of spiders is because of arachnophobia. I thought you it was because of the spiders that came out of your ceiling that time. <laughs> that was that was years later. Years later. Tell I was story. in Warwick. I was in Warwick in 1996. This was 1990. That's what set me off. And then 1996 spiders invaded my real house uh, near Rocky Point. And then um, RJ I'll said, tell it real quick. But I, oh God, I lived near Rocky Point. We moved to Rocky Point for seven or eight months. And then we legit uh, bombed the house three times uh, trying to kill the spiders and they never left. So we did. Um, I'm talking like <laughs> we were in the house and you would look up and the, the ceiling would be moving with millions of little spiders. And then like one day I'm sitting in my brother's room and he's got the light bulb, but with no cover and the light bulb just starts going like this and they come oh. pouring out like that. And then another time I'm in the shower and you do that whole thing where you like look at the wall and boom, it's like right there. And, and then I, I remember another time I'm downstairs and I'm, tr I'm trying to open the window and they come down the window like that. And I was like, I'm getting stuck in here. So I left and I never, I just I hated it. Hated every minute of it. It was terrible. But Arachnophobia is a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> you lived the movie. That doesn't sound Men at, at work. All. Men at work. Child's play too. Like, what are we doing here? Mm. Men at work, like safety dance? Mm. No, men at work was Emilio uh, Estevez and uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh, I they play trash that. men who right. find a body, I think. I won't watch that. I can't remember. It's a great movie. What's wrong with Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen? I think it's I mean, there's a lot wrong with Charlie Sheen. But <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. related. That's true. Oh, we forgot The Hunt for the Red October. That's a good movie. All right, I never, we do the I never bracket. saw that. Bracket. All right. Anyway, say hey, thank you guys <laughs> for hanging out with us. Uh, we are going to return next Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, right, guys? Tuesday. Next Tuesday, not Thursday. Tuesday, special time, same place. Um, so join us in just five days, days or something like that. Enjoy as the we do the weekend. top movies of 1992. No, One. 1991. One. Um, so join us as we continue into the 90s. Uh, we will then take a break. And we will jump off of the movies and onto something else for a little bit. But uh, this week was 1990 movies. Next week is 1991 movies, which I have to say so far has better uh, options for me. Yeah. I agree. Ninja yeah, Turtles. I concur. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for joining. Uh, our song plans fade tomorrow on Spotify. Uh, anywhere else you can get your music. Um, and also we release a new episode of the podcast tomorrow as well, which I forgot what it was, but it is coming out. Um, so thank you guys for joining <laughs> us.